And we're uh, going to be talking about labor and culture. The 11th annual Workers Unite Film Festival begins on Friday, October 7th at Cinema Village Theater in Lower Manhattan. It will be Worker United Film Festival's first in-person festival since the, the pandemic began. It comes at a time when we're seeing an upsurge in labor organizing and strikes and labor unions are more popular in public opinion polls these days than any time in more than 50 years. Uh, Joining us today to talk about this year's uh, film festival is its executive director, Andrew Tilson. Andrew, welcome to WBAI Radio. It looks like we don't have... Andrew. Andrew. Hi. It looks like we don't have Andrew with us at the moment. Um, hopefully we can get him back. Here oh, is. here he is. Okay, great. And we are also joined by uh, William Hooker and Sean Claffey, who have films in the um, festival who will be speaking with momentarily. Right. Andrew. Welcome, Andrew. I am here. Okay. So, you. yeah. So uh, we have a, a, a great, we have you with us in it. Uh, of course, I want to hear a little bit about this year's festival, and then we're going to hear from a, a couple of people who have uh, movies in the festival, uh, including William Herc- Hooker, who we just uh, briefly heard there, from there. But, uh, Andrew, uh, for starters, can you just tell us a little bit about what Workers Unite Film Festival is and uh, your thoughts on it this year as uh, we see this upsurge in labor activism and strikes and the popularity of labor unions to be doing a a festival like this at a time uh, when labor is hot. Definitely. So um, we're thrilled to have survived during through the pandemic and we're back for our second decade, which is unbelievable to me. So here, thanks to all you guys. And um, well, the festival is basically the premise is it's a celebration of global labor solidarity here at home, around the globe. From the very beginning, our mission has been to show that workers need to get organized. They need to organize around the world and they need to form kind of networks and partnerships through whatever means necessary in order to put pressure on the one half of 1% who mess it up for the rest of us. So we have been continuing to try and tell those stories. This year we have an amazing crop of movies uh, we get better and better movies each year. And in fact, we have quite a few shorts exactly about Amazon Labor Union, Starbucks uh, Workers Union, all over the country, different locals, uh, UPS uh, fighting back against their kind of bizarre working conditions in their trucks, and a variety of films that show how people can win and get organized. Right. And uh can you talk about your, your opening night, what you're going to uh, kick off with on October 7th? Um, on our opening night, we're going to kick off. Uh, we actually connected up as a great example of what you're talking about in the upsurge, a whole group of uh, UAW members who are adjuncts at Parsons School of Design right around the corner from the film festival. Uh, we noticed that they were striking outside, not striking, but they were picketing outside and kind of angry about what's happened at Parsons where the university president makes a phenomenal salary and they get stiffed as most adjuncts do. So they're going to be coming in to watch several movies, one of which is about a big steel worker strike in Pennsylvania, which 
John Fetterman was involved in um, as, uh, I believe, attorney general in the state at one point before he ran for Senate, called Local 1196, a steelworkers strike, a successful strike uh, organizing and strike film about the L.A. teachers called When We Fight. And then uh, later that night, uh, we're going to have Sean's incredible movie, Americond, which really lays out the whole story for us. And that's going to be together with uh, shorts about the UPS drivers and a company that does not care. So that's opening night. And uh, we have some really amazing shorts. We have a short, Not Machine Enough. We have really creative people around the world now working on this stuff. Right. And, and there's a lot. There's all of that to look forward to and more. I include everybody to go online um, to the Workers Unite Film Festival website, which we'll uh, shout out later. But um, there's uh, a, a lot of really, really interesting films. Um, I wish I had 84 hours in each day to watch them all. Well, the good thing um, is that we're a week. We, we go for a week virtual, too. So anything you miss, you can watch on your own TV at home or laptop. Right, which I actually was lucky to do over COVID when um, there was no in-person um, gathering. But uh, we are also joined by avant-garde jazz luminary William Hooker, who we're honored to be joined um, by and has a oh, film in the festival. His 2021 film, The Lost Generation Outside of the Mainstream, is an effort to elaborate on the history of the many musicians of the 1970s whose music has gone quote unquote, unrecognized by larger audience. So it's particularly fitting to have you on, William, because we were just listening to Pharaoh Sanders. Um, but talk about the import of remembering this generation of avant-garde musicians who created rhythms that arguably have pushed the envelope most ever. Uh, ever potentially <laughs> and, and briefly also uh where can we look for these kinds of sounds today uh because a lot of the people in your film are living legends and luckily we can still see them play in the city you have andrew lamb in there who has been playing all over the east village in the past couple weeks sometimes for free um but where's the youth in jazz <laughs> is it is it a dying genre no, uh, hi, thank you all for inviting me. It's not a dying genre. As a matter of fact, it's uh, up and running and, um, it's played, uh, throughout the world. And right now, uh, many of the people that are in this film are either, uh, on, on tour in Europe or mm-hmm. they're on the West Coast. And, uh, and, uh, I myself am going to be, uh, in, uh, a lot of places in America. So what's going on is that we're just trying to open up this knowledge about the people of the 70s, uh, preferably, that um, were um, the forebearers of this music. And uh, just, I don't know what to tell you. I'm very, very happy that the, that the film even happened. And uh, we also have a great podcast, which has uh, at least 30 people in the podcast. We have about 10 people that are the uh, um manufacturers of the music and people who back the music and we have about five listeners so uh it's a it's an hour and uh i would say an hour and 50 minutes so um it's going to be a great evening i'm going to have some uh some guests there with us so you can speak uh directly to them so uh there's nothing else i can tell you about it other than uh i'm just shocked that it happened six o'clock on sunday that's the important part six o'clock sunday (laughs) the ninth Program. Yes. It's online, but yeah, 
a nice way to nice way for a holiday weekend if you're in the city. A fantastic way to catch up on this whole history, which has totally been underserved. So, right, we, and we also have uh, Sean Claffey on the air with us, who directed Americond, a film that uh, quote examines the hidden struggles of American families, the calculated political maneuvers of the elite, and the long overdue uprising of American workers. Sean. Uh, can you talk about your film? It sounds like a call to action. Sure. Uh, thank you very much for having us. Um, yeah, we, you know, when we started about three years ago on the film, we uh, realized that income inequality was a, a big threat to uh, our democracy and to our uh, the middle class in this country and past the middle class. And as we started following different families around the country, and uh, activists like Chris Smalls and Derek Palmer with the ALU, um, we discovered that it's much, much worse than we thought. Um, and, um, you know, basically we had, uh, we drove 38,000 miles across the country, interviewed, you know, dozens of, of people, um, you know, six different families, and we just, Kind of, um, we attempted to do what others haven't done is really identify the problems, um, and the solutions, uh, and the causation. Um, people don't really realize that there's been a redistribution of $50 trillion from the bottom 90% to the 1% of the last 40 years. And it's all been planned. And, uh, there's nowhere in history that a country with this level of income inequality didn't devolve into authoritarianism, a police state or a revolution. So I think that it's no matter where you sit in the, you know, um, you can't ignore this. Um, it's probably the biggest, biggest existential threat we have because if you can't feed your kids, you don't care about climate change. You're not going to do anything about it. So you have to solve both these problems at the same time. And uh, we realized that the counterbalance to this is organ- organizing in unions. And we didn't really set out to make, per se, uh, a, a union film. But every expert we interviewed, you know, we were like, what's the solutions? Unions. What's the solutions? Union. When we uh, even. And why are unions the solution or a, a important part of the solution? Well, because it's a, a countervailing. Um, so to, you can have numbers to, uh, offset money, mm-hmm. right? Especially in, in a democracy or, or what's left of it, uh, we have here, um, that, um, the masses can affect change. And by, uh, organizing unions, you can collectively bargain and get better wages. And really the, 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 the you know, solution to income inequality is better wages. And, uh, you know, they'll argue raising wages kills jobs. But, you know, in the film we show, if no one has any money, who's going to buy the stuff? Um, you know, so you, you, you basically have this, uh, this, this, this false argument. They, they try to, to negotiate uh, and tell us that there's not enough money to go around. And, the, and there, there's an incredible amount of money. Yeah, well, just watch their stock buybacks. Yeah, that's for sure. There's oh. plenty of money going around in smaller and smaller circles. Um, well, I think that everybody who's interested in seeing that film uh, can see it on October 7th, opening night, correct, Andrew? Will you just give all of our 
listeners loud and clear uh, one more time the details about uh, seeing the the films in this festival if they'd like to. Well, you definitely you uh, Cinema Village October seventh, yes, to the thirteenth at Cinema Village, and then different events around town and virtual from the fourteenth to the twenty first. Where besides these two incredible films, we have close to forty programs going on, and um, and, a, and a staged reading of a new play called Shermantown about uh, wiping Confederate monuments uh, off the face of the South, including in Stone Mountain, Georgia, a very powerful play. You can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash capital T-I-X capital W-U-F-F, WUF11, to check out tickets on Eventbrite and go to the website at any time to find anything out about the festival and where to buy tickets. But it's uh, Workers Unite filmfestival.org okay well we'll have to leave it there but uh we thank you andrew tilson executive director of workers workers unite film festival as well as william hooker and sean claffey uh, for joining us this evening on the independent news hour um we have to go now uh, but i uh, want to thank our board operator reggie johnson as well as uh, katie pruden for a sound from the field to, earlier in the show and uh, we'll be off next week but we'll be back same time in two weeks on Tuesday, October 11th. And our musical outro, Amba? We'll continue listening to Colors by Pharaoh Sanders. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you all. See you at the film. And with tears of joy the